Waffles, orange juice, Vegemite on toast. I don't smell any of that. Yeah, but I thought this was like the breakfast show. It's a show at breakfast time. We do quizzes, interviews, good news and current events. Look, Blake, I know that you're new here, but we're trying to feed people spiritual food, not physical food. Oh, okay. I can do that. So do you think you can do the intro now? Tune in every weekday morning right here on Faith FM for the new Breakfast Combo with Blake and Lawson. Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, we are coming to you, with you, to you, live with The Breakfast Show. And you're joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing co-host, none other Robbie. than Mr. Robbie. Robbie, how are you doing this morning? Mate, I'm over it. Over what? I'm ready to go home. I am so exhausted. <laughs> nah, surely not. What have, what have you even been doing? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, talking, 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 talking. Yeah. yeah um, when I come in here, I get pumped because you've got so much good energy. Mm. But before then, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm over it. I'm ready to go home. I want to go to bed. I want to sleep a full night's sleep. Mm. I'm just, my voice needs to rest. I'm over it. Yeah, I I totally concur. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Uh, I am keen on that Sunday to pack up my car and drive home. But I've also been so blessed. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's been, been awesome. amazing. Hey, I got a new job last night. A new job? That's what I'm grateful for. No way. We're uh, not going to lose you to the faith I of the I walk into the young adults tent with, with myself and my friend. And a pastor that I know comes up to me who's helping run the young adult tent. And he says... Hey, have you guys ever used cameras before? And we're like, no. And then they're like, okay, like, well, like video or, or well, still video. Yeah. Uh, like the, for the live stream. Yeah. It's like, well, you guys should learn how to do it because it's really fun. So they had no one last night. And, uh, I think they had people, but they just, they just wanted a break. So they got me, me and my friend, we all put headsets on and we're listening to the, to the guy the whole time and, I've never done it before, but dude, I, like I, I kind of know creative stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm in the creative space. So I was getting all these cool shots and, <laughs> and the, and the guy behind the, who was running the live stream, he's like, Oh, that's perfect. Oh yeah. We'll go to that. Oh, good framing. I'm like, man, I'm killing it. I'm loving it. I, so I, I think I have a new calling. Well, coming up in today's show, we're going to be looking at and reviewing stand your ground laws. Oh, what they are, how they function and, and what's the outcome has been of them in the United States, as well as a $725 million lawsuit that has just gone through from Facebook. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Back to the show. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. Oh, mate. I've got energy on that song. Yeah, Dude, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out Shell Southwell for just being the greatest curator of music that could wake you up in the morning. I'm looking out the window and what do I see? I reckon you're looking at a low-pressure system. I absolutely am looking at a low-pressure system. I can read you as you read the weather. How amazing is this? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a bit cold. A bit like So I wake up before I come to the studio that we've set up here at camp. I wake up early and... 
myself and my roommate, we pray together. We pray together for about 20 minutes. You know? Wow. Pray for, for, for everything, you know, pray. We, we, we go through this thing. It's called the Acts model of prayer. And you know, oh, we yes. have like adoration, confession. We kind of switch around. We do supplication and then finish with Thanksgiving and, and we're, we're praying together. And this morning we we're praying and, like the whole tent is like lifting up and you know, it, was, it was pretty windy. Uh, but, you know, still we got through our prayers and uh, I got here. So praise God. And uh, yeah, all we have to do now is give you a clue for the quiz. Hey, yesterday the mug was so popular, the mission mug. You can mm-hmm. scan it. You can watch, uh, mm-hmm. uh, not watch, listen to Faith FM on your phone. It was so popular. We're doing it again. Last, oh, that's powerful. Last giveaway is a mission mug. Um, if you want to get your chance, you need to answer at least one of these five questions today and you will mm. go onto the wheel, the wheel of the mug spin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, question number one. The Tower of Babel was built in which land? Oh. There's a land that's mentioned in the Bible. Re- Wait, really? Yeah, really. The land of... Is where the Tower of Babel was built. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm. I know the kind of historical name for this area. Maybe you're right, but I'm not sure if I know what name the Bible would use. Well, our listeners are pretty smart. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do. Again, you'll go into the draw to win our Faith of Her Mission mug at 8.45. We're going to be spinning that wheel. And remember that every single que- every single clue is its own question. And the more you answer, the more chances you have to get in. So again, that number is 0491-064-669. We have given away so much stuff this week that one of my PAs in Melbourne sent me an email saying, are you sure? You can keep giving away this much stuff. I'm like, wow. I'm sure I'm the man. Wow. I got the budget. I can do it. Well, <laughs> on Super Sunday, I sold a lot of stuff. So we've got a lot of, we've got a lot that of made up for it. That's right. We've got a lot of room to move and uh, we're, we're giving you things this morning. <laughs> but this guys. is your last chance. So get active on those phones today. Absolutely. Hey, what's happening in the world of positively different news? Oh, there's some weird stuff happening and some crazy, interesting stuff happening mm-hmm. and some just, Plain out again, weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm, All right, number mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. got three articles here. Let's see if we can get through it. Number one, there was a lightning strike in Florida. Okay. And it hit a tree. Uh huh. And as a result of hitting the tree, which happens all the time, right? Like yeah. That's not, that's not unusual. Mm-hmm. But it hits a tree. And as a result, it has created what they're saying is a brand new phosphorus material that's never before been seen on planet Earth. Which huh. Is, yeah, exactly, right? It's like, Okay, so lightning hitting a tree has now created something new. Now, is so this like a new compound? Or yeah, it's yeah. a new uh, phosphorus um, material compoundy thing that is similar to what's found in meteorites from space. So, uh-huh. so people are getting pretty excited. It looks like what they're suspecting is that the the bolt of lightning created a chemical reaction in the tree and in some of the uh, rocks and minerals in those rocks around the base of the tree. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that this is leading to what could be a member of a new mineral group. Uh-huh. Somewhere between space minerals and minerals found on Earth. So it's sort of like this hybrid mineral category that they think they might be developing. Mm-hmm. And 
this is the this is the crazy part about it. this is the weird part about it is that now scientists are going this has only just happened right mm. and now the scientists are going maybe this is the clue of the missing link of how life started on Earth <laughs> lightning. Whoa. Started and created a new. So anyway, I, I thought this was interesting that um, as humans, when something out of the realm of the normal happens, we somehow try and default to some alternative narrative mm-hmm. than what we actually we know, right? Like as Christians, yeah. we know, like okay, so lightning is a creation because uh, mm-hmm. it's within our sphere, mm-hmm. and yet we we have this thing in us without God. It's like, oh, this is the answer. It's like some new form of. Mm. alchemy or something you know even furthermore to what we actually see and what we've actually observed in the the universe because i'm sure that lightning hit that tree right yep and it created some new space element compound right yep yeah but did it contain living life no it didn't and did it contain a a cell that is now self-replicating no it didn't like we've never ever seen that and then they would say oh but this isn't the primordial soup you know we've never seen conditions like that and i'm like we can't even create conditions like that. Well, that's what the question is in the article. Yeah. Maybe we should start trying to create lightning to hit our own trees to demonstrate that uh, this may be... Well, two things they're saying. One, it may help us understand the origin of life, which, uh, yeah, good luck with that. The second thing is maybe we can use this new phosphorus for a new kind of battery. Oh, that's cool. And that's kind of interesting. That's, that's where I'm like, I'm like, yeah. All right. Okay. Next article. Uh-huh. Chat GPT. Oh, we've been talking about it a fair favorite. bit over the next couple, the last couple of months on uh, Breakfast Show. Mm. This story is cool because it's an actual real world use of Chat GPT. So this comes from New York, and then uh, I don't know. You've been to New York before? I have been to New York before. Yes. Have you tried to live there before? No. R- rent an apartment. It is insanely expensive. Yeah, like yeah, insane, right? Um, to the point where most people, they rent in a single apartment and they put a plastic divider down the wall and they create two bedrooms so they can split the rent. It's that bad, right? That's crazy. So um, this New Yorker who is a, a, a tenant, she has had no... And the weird thing in America is they have services for buildings, right? Like, so if you want to do your laundry, you don't have a laundry in your apartment. You've got to go use this communal thing, right? So she's been complaining for about two years, yeah, two years, that the washer and dryer in the building doesn't work. Mm. So it hasn't worked. Like I don't know how they dry their clothes and wash their clothes, but for two years it hasn't worked. So she's been complaining to her landlord uh, for two years and he has done nothing about it. And so she decided to write a letter and ask that he reduces her rent mm. because it's, in her opinion it's not fair, right? So guess what? She sends the letter off. He, she gets a letter back from the landlord for the first time in two years, and the letter says, "We're increasing your rent." <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but that was like that was the payback. You want me to fix your washer and dryer, and no We're washer and dryer for you. We are increasing rent. your rent, right? That is crazy. So she goes, "What am I going to do? I can't pay them more." So she gets an idea. Chat GPT to the rescue. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Chat GPT, and it, they actually on the article they have what she typed in. It's like it's like one, two, three, four, five paragraphs that she types in as the prompt to Chat mm-hmm. GPT, right? And she starts off with describing. She says, "I want you, Chat GPT, to act as a housing lawyer 
and a well especially well versed in New York City law. My landlord building owner has applied to the um, improvement fund to increase my rent, and she goes and describes the whole that, case, right? Yeah, like yeah. talking to wow. them. And then she goes, listen, can you please write me, and I love this, a convincing legalese. She created mm. a new word here, which is legal speak, right? And then she goes on and explains everything. ChatGPT comes back and they posted the response here. It writes a, a formal like legal letter, one, two, three, four, five, eight paragraphs, uh-huh. and nails this guy, citing references and clauses in New York housing law on mm-hmm. behalf of the thing. She sends it to the landlord. The next day, he comes over and fixes everything and oh, stops the um, no and way. stops the rent increase. So she's super stoked, man. ChatGPT saved her going to a housing lawyer. It saved all this pain, and she got the outcome she was looking for. So she's like, "Yay, win for AI!" That is insane. That is awesome. That is crazy. Okay, so like when you're pressed. You're like, oh, what do I do? If anything, because now my my question is, was ChatGPT actually accurate in what it was saying? Yes, it was accurate because it was pulling from the actual like knowledge banks of mm-hmm. um, New York City law. Awesome! Wow, that is that is incredible. Now I've got to do the same thing to convince landlords in Australia <laughs> to lower their rent, or or like somehow to let me stay. In their houses because the rental market is so competitive here. Right. So I've got to get a competitive edge and ChatGPT has to give it to me. I think it will do it for you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We sound like professionals. I I do sometimes. I I realise sometimes I'm like, man, they pay me to do radio. Like, I have a job in media. Yeah. I'm a media personality. You are. And you're a... You're a breakfast show host, man. Like that's like the that's the top that's of the, the game. That's the top of the the top of the top of the ladder right there. Yeah, it was funny. I was talking with someone yesterday. We were talking about witnessing and when you meet people and introduce yourself and yep. and they're a pastor and they said that was they were saying like, oh, one of the biggest conversation killers is telling someone that you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe we've got Joel Slade sitting beside us. He's about to. We're, we're going to we're, we're going to interview he's... him in in just a little bit of time. But uh, this person was saying like, "Oh, one of the biggest conversation killers is telling someone you're a pastor because then they're in Australia. That's true. In Overseas, a, not so much. Yeah, but in Australia, yeah. then people are, are quite turned off. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And and previously in other roles that I've had, like whether I say, oh, I work for the church or whatever, again, I'll, I could maybe concur that that's true. Yeah. But when I tell people I'm a radio host, like, that, you know, there's just immediate interest there. The and a spark opens in their eyes. They're but, looking for a pen, back of a magazine for you to give an autograph. But for an Australian, they're like, oh, you're a radio host. And I tell them, like, at, at first it's like, oh, well, maybe this guy is just on, like, you know, public access or something. And then you say, oh, I'm a morning host or whatever, work for Faith Fam and, and people get interested. But when I was working in Newcastle Uni and I'd tell international students, like I'm a radio host, like I work in radio and speak yep. every morning. Radio there is just huge. Massive. And they, they, they're so into it, like especially in the music space. And it, yeah, it would just always be this thing of like, wait, you're a radio host? Like you're famous like you're like like oh just show me your social media da, 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 da. and then i'd see i have like 750 followers on instagram they're like huh and i'm like you're oh yeah you know, yeah i'm you know <laughs> i just but like, hey listen most oh yeah followers that's true yeah most most of the like celebs out there they don't have 
uh, they don't follow anybody, but um, you're talking about people following you. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, people following me. But then simultaneously, like, like, if pretty much the situation for me now is that every church I go to, people know me. So, so yeah, I'm like, oh, famous, that's, that's cool. That's cool. I get, hey, listen, the other I get day, around the traps. The other day I was in Bendigo. We did a Faith of Him barbecue on a Sunday oh, a couple, so couple weeks ago. And so I, I, I do what I do. I booked a motel, uh, the cheapest one in Bendigo. Shout out to the Bendigo Motel. That's what it's called. Oh, hey, that's so good. And, that's uh, awesome. Anyway, so I'm checking in, and the um, the manager there, he's like super friendly. Uh-huh. I needed an iron, right, to iron a shirt, and so he brings it over. Like in two seconds, I text him, and he comes over two seconds, and so he's getting chat, and he's like, "So what do you do?" And I said, "Oh, I, I work in radio." Mm. He's like, "Really?" He's mm. like, "Which station?" I said, "Faith FM." He said, "No way! I love that station. I listen to it every day." That's this, this, awesome. This guy's not even a Christian, yeah, but he loves the station. He loves listening to us. He loves hearing our perspective on what's happening in Australia, around the yeah. world. Um, he enjoys the music. He said he's not a Christian, but he enjoys the show. Mm. And uh, yeah, so same thing. It, it breaks down barriers. Absolutely, Absolutely it yeah. does. Hey, we need a clue for the quiz. All right, if you want to go into the draw to win today's. Faith FM Mission Mug. This is only the second time we've ever done this on the radio. Wow. If you would like to do it, you need to answer one of the, get the answer right for one of these questions this morning. This is question number two, your second chance to get into the, onto the wheel. The question is, um, in a deserted place, in which city did the feeding of 5,000 people take place in Jesus' oh. ministry? So we're looking for the name of the place where the 5,000 were fed by Jesus. All right, give us a text, 0491-064-669. And if you get the answer correct, again, you'll, you'll be put into the draw to win our Faith FM Mission Mug, which is happening at 8.45 this morning. So. And just FYI on that first question, people are getting it right. People aren't getting it right. Because they're smart. Yeah, see, I again, I had the kind of historical name in my mind. That's like the biblical name that... Our, our faith of them listeners are biblical. I wouldn't have got that. They're going on. They're going onto the wheel mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show, and I wanted to talk about as I introduced in the start of the show, stand your ground laws. Now, essentially, this is legislation in the United States that revolves around the usage of, of deadly force, force particularly guns. Uh, in in cases in which you're being attacked. So there's a number of states that use these laws, 28 specifically in the United States. And the reason they've been highlighted recently and why people are talking about it, there's always conversation around gun control. But specifically around stand your ground laws is because in the past week there was a 16-year-old named Ralph Yarl. Yeah, I saw this. He is like a young, you know, stand-up, honest student, like, amazing young person uh, who walked up the wrong driveway because he was trying to find, he, he went, he was going to someone's house to get his, his brother mm. and he walks up the driveway and rings the doorbell and the person opens the door with a firearm and shoots him. Yeah. Point blank. Point blank. And he was shot in the arm and is still in hospital battling injuries. Oh, uh, so he survived it. Yeah. He, he, had, oh. he, he survived. Uh, he was shot twice but he was—he's survived and he's—he's he's fighting for his life. Um, and then there was another case of twenty-year-old Kaylin Gillis who had actually died upon entering the wrong driveway. So they've—they've they've just walked into the wrong driveway. They're like looking for a place to go, and 
the person's just again shot them point blank and, and maybe then, that's the one I read because the one I read I thought they died. Yeah. Maybe that's the so well, the, t- these two stories have happened in the last week. Yeah. And they've been quite big, quite controversial. They've started a lot, a lot of conversation regarding this legislation. Now, stand your ground laws. What is important to understand about that legislation is that in places where they don't have stand your ground laws, the protocol or procedure when it comes to conflict is to retreat. That is like your first, your first objective and target, uh, which is uh, in Australia, pretty much as, as a blanket right across Australia. That's our legislation. Uh, and even like, I don't know if you guys have ever worked in retail or like at Macca's or whatever, like the, the law surrounding, you know, working in a shop like that says, Oh, if someone comes to rob you, like you just have to let them do it. Like you, you don't have the right to, to, to stop them. From, from doing that. And, and yeah, in Australia, our laws, are, like we do have self-defense laws as well, but mm-hmm. your first duty is to avoid conflict at all costs by retreating. Now, in the other states that don't have these laws, the other 32, that that is the, the protocol. But the stand your ground laws don't have a duty to retreat. Right. So it's essentially a license to fight back first and foremost in, in any way that that looks like. But where the controversy is, is that you are allowed to meet force brought upon you with the reasonable force up to the point of deadly force. So if someone's going to cause you to die or grievous bodily harm, then you have the ability to respond to circumvent that mm, essentially. Mm, mm, mm. Now, from the outset, like defending yourself, defending your family, like these are good things, by the way. Like I, 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 I yeah, I don't want people messing with your family. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and I think that's the, that's always the uh, the the example that's brought up. It's like, oh, are you just going to let your family yeah. like get get you know assaulted or violated and all that stuff? And it's like, no, like. And, and that's why laws like this exist. And even here in Australia, like even though your first duty is to retreat, self-defense exists yes, uh, and, and, and whatnot. But because of the, the way that the stand your ground laws is framed, a lot of, a lot of critics refer to it as the shoot first law. Which is ask a, questions later. Yeah, shoot first. Or in Texas, they say shoot first and let Jesus sort them out. Yeah, yeah, yikes! <laughs> it's essentially seen as as an excuse to just respond to anything that yeah. ticks you off uh, <laughs> with a firearm. And in the cases of of these two young men, that's exactly what it's been because they've caused no grievous bodily harm or threat whatsoever to the person. Yeah, they weren't there, who there was shot no them. weapons involved with Yeah, the, they were unarmed yeah. uh young people and in their cases which will unfold over you know the, the next the, the coming years and months uh that will be from the defense point of view, that will be the big defense is oh no, it's stand your ground. Oh, they're on my property. Da da da. Again, no questions were asked. No, no dialogue had happened. It was just these pers- people pulled out a firearm. That's pretty scary, though, right? You just go up and press someone's doorbell by accident, like the wrong door. And next thing, you're in hospital fighting for your life. Yeah, like that's that, right. That's or, pretty... or you're literally dead. Yeah. So there's lots of conversations surrounding this, and I'd love to know what our listeners think. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Especially living in a country like Australia, many Australians take pride in the fact that we have strict gun laws. And but yeah, stand your ground. Defending your family. Hey, how do you guys feel? Let us know. 
You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have another clue for the quiz. Another clue for going into the draw to win today's Faith FM Mission Mug. This is question number three of five. And the question is, when was... This is, this is a really cool question. It's left field, all right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's about mm-hmm. the Bible, but not the Bible itself. Here it is. Uh-huh. When was the King James Version of the Bible released? What year? I know. You do? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Let's the, see how smart our faith and listeners are. I, I saw a, a picture one time and it was like the church's notice board. It was you okay. know you know you know those boards that they have out the front of the church and they put message the message thing yep. that, that like everyone sees when driving past. And the message board, it was basically <laughs> this is so funny to me. It was like it was like um uh I'm pre-millennial post tribulation. It was just naming their doctrines. Okay. Calvinist, reform, and then it says KJV, and then this date. Oh, the and, date. And, yeah. and so on their notice board, it's like, hey, you, you want to know what you're getting from this church? This is it. This is, this is what we believe. You know, they're an evangelical church. And they threw a date on the Bible it, version. It, they were like, yeah, this is, this is the date. Okay, so. so we're looking for a date. It's a long time ago, FYI, mm. and it's the date that the King James Version of the Bible, the first edition, was published slash printed slash distributed. Well, we know that uh, the Apostle Paul was using KJV. No, Jesus spoke in KJV. Yeah, actually. Listen, shout out. I love the KJV. It's the first Bible I ever read <laughs> as a Christian, and I memorized so many Bible texts in that version. Um, so I'm not a hater. I love the KJV. No James, way. Oh, but it is definitely not the version that Jesus quoted from. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, <laughs> he probably spoke a different like language. Hebrew, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> All right. So if you know the answer, what date was the King James Version of the Bible released or published, whatever date you want to call it, uh, text it into 0491064669. That's 0491064669. And you can go on your chance to win today's Faith FM Mission Mug, your last chance to get Faith FM merch while we're here at Big mm. Camp Live. Absolutely. Now we have come to the time for our interview today, and we've got sitting across from us none other than Joel Slade. Dun dun dun! Good oh, to be here, dude. We are so stoked to have you here. It's been good to see you around camp. You know, how, how's your experience been? So, have you have you had a lot to do here? Um, no, not at all. You're chilling. <laughs> it's just awesome. you're chilling. Yeah. He's enjoying the camp. I'm working on my suntan. Is what I'm doing here. Wow. Oh, that's incredible, dude. You you are truly, truly living your best life. He's a camper. It's been great. It's been yeah. great. Actually, it, if I look out the window far enough and twist my head enough, I could probably see your camp. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we had the tarp on last night. Uh, yeah, the rain started coming down, so we're we're bunkered down for the weekend, ready to roll. Mm, absolutely. Now, Joel, I'm super stoked to have you here on the show because you have been involved in the production of a piece of media that is... I can say from my own experience watching that media and consuming that media, phenomenal. Uh, a huge blessing uh, in the space of recounting history and from both the Bible and after the Bible, Christian history as well. It's, all, it's called Kingdom Come, mm. and they've just released their, their second movie, and you're involved in the production of that. So I guess... The the first thing I want to ask you, you know, from a, from a personal standpoint, how did you become involved with Kingdom Come, and you know, what was the, the motivation there, and and how's your experience? Yeah, thank, thanks for the opportunity to share with you guys. So I was at Big Camp probably six or seven years ago now, 
and I was sitting in the tent as they released the first in the uh, the trilogy, mm. and that that was incredible. Like I was sitting there, I wasn't a part of the production team at all, and just watching, um, yeah, th- these guys present. Um, it, it was incredible, really, and and so uh, yeah, I found particularly the aerials quite moving and. Um, yeah, it just felt like it was a really well put together production. And explain um, aerials for our listeners. What do you mean by that? You're impressed by aerials. What's that? Ah, uh, yeah. So, so just they, they'd used a lot of drone imagery and uh, drone photography, and um, yeah, cinematography has become quite prevalent over the last probably ten years. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. There's the release of consumer drones into the market. Before you'd have to pay like thirty to forty thousand dollars for like to, to get some of these shots um, and with the use of helicopters and permission and all of that sort of stuff. And so um, now basically anyone, uh, myself included, can go <laughs> down and spend uh, what seems like next to nothing in comparison to thirty dollars or $40,000 and get these incredible images. Um, and so, yeah, this is when it was just kind of becoming uh, prevalent and yeah, I, I was really impressed. I was just getting into into uh, drone photography myself, and so um, yeah, I found it quite moving to to see that in cinema. And then um, yeah, I knew the guys that had produced it. We'd done a couple of projects down in Newcastle before, mm. and so yeah, they they were spending uh, considerable amounts of money um, to work with the these drone pilots, and so they were like, hey. We reckon you you're up to scratch. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get you in on the next project. And so what actually happened was uh, they started because um, they'd written the first one, produced it, and released it, and then they were working on the next two. So there's three parts in this trilogy series, and uh, yeah, due to COVID, they weren't able to execute, and so they just kind of had them there in the pipelines. We were waiting for an opportunity. Mm. And then, yeah, they invited me in on the project and I had to check my schedule to make sure I was free to (laughs) head over there to Europe to do some filming with them. Mm. Uh, And then, yeah, they were able to release parts two and three because all the pre-work had been done. Um, I think they regretted it somewhat because of all the work they had to do in post on two projects concurrently. Mm, But, uh, yeah, I I think it was definitely worthwhile and I I was stoked to be able to see the finished product just last weekend for the first time with everyone else. The premiere. Last Saturday night. happened here at camp. Last Saturday night. It was powerful. Now, give us an overview of Kingdom Come itself as as a trilogy, as a film series and what it covers. Yeah, look, it's looking at uh, the the influence that prophecy has had on on history, but not only the influence, also just we're able to look through hindsight, right? Yeah, back on history, and so um, the Bible has a lot of prophetic elements to it, and so Kingdom Come is just tracing through these prophetic elements throughout history and looking at what the scriptures have said thousands of years ago and how that's. Uh, come to pass throughout history uh, in the last 2,000 years, basically. And so it's really incredible to just track that journey um, and be able to see. There's a, there's a lot of questions in the community today around how relevant Scripture is. Should I really be reading this ancient document and trying to figure out whether it has any relevance for my life today? And I, I think that this this series really answers that question in a meaningful way by portraying not only what Scripture teaches or has taught historically, but how that um, has 
um, yeah, really come to pass over the 2,000 years. And so, um, yeah, if you guys are anything like me, like it, just using the weather here at Big Camp as an example, mm. it was predicted that it was going to rain um, for most of Big Camp, actually, if you were looking at the forecast a, a week out. And then, yeah, we... We didn't, didn't have any rain. It's yeah. been perfect mm. weather the whole week. And so, so last night. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's, it's really hard to predict even like these guys are using scientific methods to be able to predict the weather. Um, and if, if I was to predict what's going to happen even next week, it's really life is unpredictable, right? And so mm. the fact that scripture has been able to predict and Bible writers have been able to predict with incredible accuracy what is going to happen uh, in the future is amazing, especially given that um, culture has changed so much. Mm. Empires have come and gone, um, and, and these guys are predicting things that are far beyond their pay grade in terms of their understanding at that current time. Mm. And so, yeah, look, it, it gives me a lot of confidence, not only in Scripture, but in the God of the Bible and in the way that the Bible tells us that uh, the future is going to to play out. And so, um, yeah, look, over the last few years, I've seen a real uptick in interest in uh, not only biblical history, but also in, in the prophecy. predictive yeah. elements. 100% mm-hmm. since COVID hit, man, I've had just a massive increase in requests for prophecy-related topics mm-hmm. on Faith of Him across the network. Hey, so it's a trilogy. So what are the three parts? What are they called? What are they sort of give us a snapshot of it? Yeah, so so the first one was released, and, and that's basically a, a, a big overview. It, it's looking at a prophecy in Daniel chapter 2, and mm. that's called The History of Tomorrow, which is kind of a catchy title. It's quite provocative in my mind in the sense that, um, yeah, it, it's looking at a, at a big overview of history uh we're looking back, they were looking forward. forward yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just got those predictive elements again and, and gives us kind of a broad sweep of history, uh, or, or sorry, the future from their point. Uh, it was written in about 600 BC. Um, and yeah, it, it's quite interesting to just see that kind of um, play out throughout history. And so, um, yeah, really incredible film. And, and just traces uh, what what the Bible says um, in Daniel chapter two, and then how that's uh, come to pass through the rise and fall of these major empires throughout history. And then uh, number two is based on Daniel seven, so another prophetic book um, or chapter in Daniel chapter seven. And this one's quite interesting. It's based on dominion and how there's one power in particular that will seek to have dominion right. and, and the rise of that power and how that power has influenced um, what, again, we call history. Mm. Um, and, and the Bible is quite specific in identifying this power, which um, in Daniel's time when he writes this book it is nowhere near on the scene, right? This is coming in like four kingdoms later yeah. um, after his time. And so, um, yeah, quite incredible just to, to trace how this power has had dominion and will seek to continue to have control even in our time. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I'm not going to give away too much there. I, I think it's worth uh, sitting down and watching not only the film but engaging in Scripture as well in Daniel chapter Absolutely. 7. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's the third one? Uh, so the third one is a look um, at uh, Revelation 13. Oh. 
which again is a really cosmic chapter in looking at how this is all going to be wrapped up. This this huge conflict that's happening, and and the title of this is downfall. Right, so it's a right. bit of a bit of a giveaway. What's what that chapter is looking at? It's a bit mm. of a downfall to something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, it, it's it's again a, a look at how uh, prophetic uh, the prophetic voice has, um, yeah, kind of foretold some of these events. And the the exciting one, uh, the exciting thing about uh, this chapter is it is looking at future events even for us. Yes. But it's doing it through the lens of, well, we've seen elements of this already coming to pass. And so now... So we're at sort of the cross-section between history versus near prophecy. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so, um, no, look, I, I think it's... I think it's really good to be aware of these these biblical themes and what has been taught in Scripture because I literally believe that we are seeing it um, come to fold or come to pass in our time. Um, and so, yeah, historically, our uh, the Seventh Adventist Church has been really big on our day in light of prophecy, right? Like yes. looking at how current events. Um, have been predicted and 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 what the the conclusion of these events or where this is all going and so um, certainly this third part in the trilogy has a big part to play in just kind of uh, showing some key principles as to how um, these world powers are working behind the scenes to bring about a certain outcome. So these these three um, uh, parts to the one trilogy. The trilogy is called Kingdom Come. We've got these three sort of chapters of the trilogy, like any good trilogy would have. And um, it was, as we said, on Saturday night last night, it was sort of the world premiere, um, the, the advanced screening, so to speak. But actually right now, our listeners, we're going to give you the website where you can go and you can actually watch every one of these episodes. Now, over the course of the next few weeks and months on Faith of Them, we're actually running a promotion in connection with the Kingdom Come team mm. where we'll be giving away some merch for Kingdom Come as well as some really interesting resources. There is an amazing, um, it's like a systematic study guide that's coming out that takes you on the Kingdom Come journey mm. across all these trilogies. So, you know the website? Because you don't? All right, I, I know. I'll tell you the website. You're going to get it first here on Radio and Faith FM. If you want to watch any of these three episodes, in fact, all three of them, you want to go to kingdomcome.com.au. Oh, there you and go. And you'll be able to watch these three videos. Now, give us, give us a quick a summary. What was the best shot that you did so we can look for it? <laughs> uh, we were up in the Waldensian Valleys in like the Italian Alps on the border of uh, Italy and France there. And there's some cr- pretty incredible aerials there. Yeah, as I said, I'm a drone pilot, and that, that's why I got invited into the project. And um, interestingly enough, in Rome, uh, they they put a camera in my hands, and I've never really done a lot of sim- cinematography. And so I was, yeah, on a little project there in Rome. Um, yeah, got a shot of this stairwell where Luther went. Um, on, and, on the knees? Yeah, 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 exactly. So they'd go there and do penance and... Um, yeah, that that was uh, that was probably the most surprising shot for me that it made it into the film. Um, but yeah, some of the some of the aerials, um, yeah, across the states and even even in Europe, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, and a few seconds left, but quick one. I I heard a rumor that you crashed a drone. Yeah, look, rumors rumors are cheap, mate. They go around <laughs> like anything. But yeah, no, we, we did put a drone down, but I still claim it wasn't my fault. 
See, see how he said it? Uh, he put it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't drop out of the sky. It, it, it went down. If anyone from DGI is listening, we'd love a replacement because I, I still think it wasn't pilot error. Oh, anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I think, you know, Kingdom Come is such a blessing because, as you said, the king, in kingdomcome.com.au you can go to, we have these systematic study guides that take you through that this production, ultimately showing that this production is reflective of what the Bible says. We're, we're making a production here that is, that, is, <clears throat> that is taking everything that the Bible has laid out in terms of prophecy and, and put it into a package and format that will be a blessing to you to watch. But that also you might be thinking, wow, this is powerful and convincing, which I think for, for all of us, if you've come into contact with prophecy, and, and, you know, the predictive elements of the Bible, it's like, this is incredibly impressive. Absolutely. And Kingdom Come is putting that into a digestible format that you have the it's ability so to... It's so easy to watch. To watch, but then yeah. share with your friends yeah. too. So, guys, we want to give you that opportunity as well. That's kingdomcome.com.au. We're going to continue on with the show. Stay tuned because we'll come back after the next hour. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. And I'm Chapo, and we are the hosts of The Marriage Project. We have a lot of fun on The Marriage Project, where we talk about biblical wisdom for marriage, how it translates into real life, and we want to be with you, building stronger marriages. So you can join us every Friday afternoon at 3.30pm, right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.